Welcome to We Said That, the podcast, featuring spiritual studs and MC, baby. All right, fam, I'm going to welcome you to uh, the latest episode of We Said That, the podcast. I'm the spiritual stud. And I am MC, baby. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get this kicked off. We want to talk about um, the trans community and the violence that's been going on. Uh-huh. So, I'll let you kick it off. All right, family. Um, so, what had happened was, mm-hmm. I, I got an interesting uh, phone call from a fellow writer hmm. who is a minister out on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and he wanted to talk with me about what's going on in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. because he felt that the church is contributing to the violence of LGBT people. Mm-hmm. Um, he, along with lots of other Americans, and probably people outside of America, saw what happened um, recently with the Black Lives Matter protests and all the protests going on where a transgender woman was brutally beaten by men in the crowd. And we got into this conversation and we talked about the violence towards the trans community, especially the black trans community, and how recently... And, and you know what, and this could be just lack of my ignorance, maybe it's really been going on for a long time, but because of the videotaping and things that we see and how it moves is um, driven through social media, we're seeing like, it feels like the uptick of violence against the trans community, the black trans community. Mm. So, this conversation was very interesting, I appreciate him for reaching out. He was, he came from a place of love, and we had a very honest and open discussion. And his point was, he felt like, you know, the LGBT community is the punching bag for the church. Well, ain't it? Mm. It, it, it absolutely, that's how I feel, you know. <laughs> yep. And, you know, we are, for lack of a better word, like the lowest hanging fruit. Right. So... And he was upset by that. And I mean, this is a straight black man. But the conversation that we had, and I said, maybe people don't understand the community. And we know the things that people don't understand breed fear. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I said, well, let me extend this to our podcast listeners because... Even though we've talked about this sometimes in the past, maybe it just needs to be repeated. Um, for those who don't know, I'm the kind of person that is constantly trying to bring spirituality and science together. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it is my, I guess it's one of my top missions in life. <laughs> because when you look at the Word of God and not just Christianity, but other spiritual practices, mm-hmm. Sometimes when you interpret the word of God, you you have it. Some people have a tendency to throw science out the window. Um, 
Hmm. But you have to understand that, to me, force, which to me represents God, hmm. is very practical and logical, and science is as well. Hmm. You know, from the way our bodies work, mm-hmm. um, into, you know, how we pray. There are actual chemical and biological responses to prayer. Yeah. There are physical and biological responses to sex. Yep. And what I don't think the Christian community is ready to accept is that sexuality is fluid. Mm. It's like everybody say it with me. Sexuality is <laughs> fluid. fluid. And like this gentleman who I spoke with, he wrote a book about sex in the church. Mm-hmm. And what I was explaining to him is that if you would please just go look up the Kinsey scale, you'll see that most people, when they're honest, their attraction levels are different during different phases of their life. Mm-hmm. That is a normal thing. Like, I don't know why, but recently I had a uh, had a conversation yesterday with someone who was upset because he said, "Well, you know, black men at, at the uh, Black Lives Matter protest out there twerking. We don't need that right now." <laughs> I said, "Dude, it's true and twerking at a Black Lives Matter event. He's there, so." Black LGBT people have been at the forefront of every human rights equality movement. Mm-hmm. Um, from Baynard Rustin, mm-hmm. who was the mastermind really behind Martin Luther King, to the black lesbians who started the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Like, we've always been there. We're there in your church, we're in your communities. And you don't, Christians have a tendency to not like the package it comes in. Right. You know, and that was my point to my friend. You don't get to decide you don't like the package. Right. That's not where we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't like the fact that he's twerking, but that black man is still another black person who gets accosted by the police, who has violence shown towards him. We don't have time for you to be concerned about the wrong thing here, okay? And then, you know, he was joking, and I was just like, you know, people always want to put down the least of these. What we consider in our mind is the least of these. And the word even talks about, if you do it unto them, you do it unto Jesus. Right. If you would talk bad about that black man twerking, you talking bad about Jesus, not saying Jesus was out here twerking. Oh, Lord. But what I'm saying is we, because of your ignorance about sexuality and because of your nose turned up prudeness, thinking that homosexuality is a sin and abomination, which is bad theology, you're willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And what I'm trying to get people to see is that, first of all, sexual attraction is fluid. That is a natural, scientific, provable thing. Mm-hmm. And the Word of God does not 
about the biological processes of sex. All we have is bad theology that says what's quote-unquote good and what's quote-unquote bad. Yeah. But you don't understand that our, our internal parts, our, our soul parts, are both masculine and sex internally looking at these things and being able to evaluate another person on an attraction level. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it bothers me so much, and maybe I should simplify this a tiny bit more. When straight people, especially black men, cannot look at another black man and say he's handsome. That bothers me mm. because you are ingesting and internalizing a stereotype. Mm. And what you're doing, like with all stereotypes and with all forms of isms, is you are limiting your human experience. Yeah. I can, I'm gay, 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 gay. And I can look <laughs> at a man and I can say, oh, he's handsome. Right. Right. That don't mean I want to sleep with him. Exactly. That means he's, he's nice looking to me. He's attractive. Right. I can look at a straight woman and say, oh, she's pretty. Right. And, and I feel no type of way about that. That That's not the sexual thing towards another person. It is an attraction at a, at a visual level. Yep. But black men are so afraid of looking at their own sexuality and what their sexual preferences are. Yeah. They can't even compliment another nice looking black guy without somebody trying to say something, think something, or without them thinking something about themselves. Yeah. And that's the part that really is like, come on y'all, this is 2020, we got all these movements happening, for systemic racism, but the church needs to look at its own isms. Mm, yeah. And we need to start getting a reality check that, you know, let's remove the judgment and give people an opportunity and let's give opportunity and space for these discussions, for these talks. Yeah. For, we, for us to understand each other better, therefore, you're not offended that you go to a Black Lives Matter protest and you see a gay man twerking. Why does that offend you? What does that say about you? But because of the dogma of many religions, we're not given even opportunity to talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. I told him about an experience that I had when I worked at the funeral home and I had a mentor who was on the down low. Yeah. And this man liked a certain type of sex, but didn't care who we got it from. <laughs> and the funny part is, my friend that I had this talk with the other day, he was shocked by that. And because at first he was like, oh, you know, yeah, he's gay. And I was like, no, he was bisexual. Mm. He wanted a certain type of sex, but didn't care if it came from a female or a male. Right. He chose men because he was afraid 
that a female would think he was gay. Right. That blew his mind. <laughs> and I was like, because people are bisexual. There's people out there in the world who are bisexual. Yeah. And by not giving people an opportunity to speak their truth, the church is doing to LGBT communities what systemic racism does to black and brown folks. It's the same ism. It's the same structure of using fear and using power structures to influence people. And I know that's kind of hard for people who call themselves followers of Christ to digest, but it doesn't make you any different than an abusive cop. Well... When you are in your home and you have an LGBT child and you use the same tactics against them, you beat them. Yeah. I mean, I know plenty of LGBT kids who have been beaten in their homes as young people because their parents don't understand their truth. Yeah. That's the same. It's still a system of breaking a person and trying to make them stay in their place. Um, you know, we we limit their access to information. You know, when when black people are abused or go through problems with the police, what happens to us? We try to do the system, right? We go to their supervisor. We go to their supervisor's supervisor. We file reports. They go nowhere. But what happens when you have an LGBT person in your home? And, you know, you try to limit their access. I've seen parents that would take away a child's laptop or phone so they don't have access to information or aren't able to reach out for help when they find out they're LGBT. That's the same thing. You know? So, I think it would just do us good to take a look at ourselves and I'm probably preaching to the choir. So, hopefully you'll (laughs) like and share this message to people that you know. (laughs) But, you know, I feel like the tide has turned and we cannot have this conversation about black lives mattering to all people unless you start to include the LGBT black community as well. Because we're suffering under the the, the need of oppression as well. And it's coming directly from our own people. So, (laughs) this is funny because I just... Um, listen to Derek J's show. Have you have you heard Gay Like Me? It's on YouTube. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So he he has a show, and they talked about this very subject. Um, the thing Derek said was that he thought that this was not not the right time for the community to be looking to address this issue because. Right now, it's about black lives mattering where they haven't mattered. And the even though there were the queer women that started BLM, they didn't start it in the, the sense of, well, gay lives matter and everybody else's lives matter. You know, they started it with the emphasis on police brutality towards black bodies. So that's was his thinking. 
And um, I kind of got what he was saying, but I also know that um, it had nothing to do with them being queer starting this. That uh-huh. Their platform came from police brutality on black uh-huh. bodies, basically. So we know our brutality is coming from the black community, generally. And, and the police. <laughs> and, and the police. So the the police part of that is being addressed, right? Because our blackness is is what attracts the violence, basically, right. from from some police officers, not all, but some. So, for me, um, I like Billy Porter's address. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I did. Now that dude, he went in on yeah. on the black community because yeah. this is the thing. Most gay people have grown up in the church. Yes. Most gay people have grown up in church working in that church. Right. And there are some that will remain there because that is the thing to do. My mamas, my grandma, all everybody was here. I'm the choir director, flaming, flitting, and all that other stuff. Yet you, uh-huh. you, you're bombarded with hatred. And uh-huh. you know how I feel about that, sitting up in church and right. getting bombed out. That's not happening anymore to me. But you have uh-huh. to come to that decision on your own. Yeah. The black church does have fault in this. Because they are preaching Pauline theology, not Christianity. I had a conversation with my mother about this. And I said, you know, um, Jesus didn't say you had to be touched. Somebody touching you on the forehead to throw the Holy Ghost on you and all this stuff to come to him. Uh He just said you have to believe. And then he said, whosoever, right? Uh-huh. He didn't say you, Johnny, and, and you, Stacy, and, and you over there, but not you, because even though you believe, you're gay. Right. He didn't say anything about gay people. Right. We go back to Pauline theology with the gay people, and Paul was a man uh-huh. with a whole lot of issues. Uh-huh. But But so I think, and this is just me, but I think some of these Christian people ought to call themselves Paulines because they ain't Christians. They're not following Christ. Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. That means not you getting up in front of church saying, I believe that Jesus rose and died, died and rose for me. No, that's not what it's about. Uh-huh. It's about everyday living. You yeah. have to live the way he lived. You can't get to God without living the way Jesus lived. That's what right. he's saying. We got it all mixed up. We got it all yeah. twisted and turned. And so because people have it, oh, we have to be obedient and we have to obey all these rules and laws and all this stuff that Paul put into place. Because he was starting a church. Right. He was starting a movement, a mission. But the way, it was initially called the way. 
Uh-huh. And it was called a cult. Uh-huh. But, see, people have gotten away from the way and have become this narrow-minded because what? They they say narrow is the way. <laughs> narrow-minded group of people who can tell you about abortion, about homosexuality. I mean, those are the two things, right? Yeah, yeah. So you tell me this. This is my thing. As long as he gets some justices at the Supreme Court level who will overturn Roe versus Wade. Right. You can be okay with somebody who is dirtier than Lucifer ever thought about being. Hmm. As long as he overturns trans rights. Mm-hmm. Which he did. So, to me, and this is just my little opinion here, but I think they fell into that. Well, what does it gain? What does it do? What good does it do a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? Because I, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, what I'm watching is a bunch of so-called Christians losing their souls. And the black church is deep into it. Uh-huh. I saw a post. Uh, this woman said, black woman, never thought I'd agree with Trump on anything. I wonder uh-huh. if when he was holding that Bible up, he read Genesis where it says God created man and woman, male and female. Because <laughs> it was about a trans person. The trans rights. It was about trans rights. So, you know, that's the problem that we face. Right. Y'all can y'all can just just throw away everything that Bible stands for. As long as it stands for you and what you believe. Right. I, but that twerking man, now 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 MT, I'm gonna have to tell you. I would have been one of them people out there being like, you know what, this is not the time nor the place <laughs> for the, all that fair. Why are you why are you out here now? I don't agree with people putting hands on folks. Cause I did see that video where they beat that woman. It was men and women beating on that woman. That was the most horrible thing besides dude on his neck that I have seen. It was horrible to watch. But that's us turning on each other. That's the jungle that they created. That was created for us to hate one another. Put us against right. each other. Pit us right. against each other and, 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 and watch them implode. Mm-hmm. So we got to be smarter than that, y'all. We right. got to be smarter than that. And I do want to know why he was out there twerking. I don't get it. Was it a party? Was it music? Because there was music out there going. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I get you. But Okay. But <laughs> I just out there marching and, and singing and whatever and he starts twerking. I'm gonna be like, dude, for real, this is not the place. This is not the time for you to be out here. Wait till it wait till they get laid, wait till they start playing that music, everybody chilling. Twerk your butt off. I don't care. But right now you know, cause this, the reason I say that is because it's distracting from what you're trying to do. That's why I would say it. 
I don't have a problem because I'm not attracted to you anyway. I don't care what you do. But a lot of these dudes, now you know the underlying current for a lot of these dudes beating up these uh, trans women or women is, you know, is because they're attracted to them. It's a lot of self-hatred going on. That's where we end up with, with the brothers. The brothers on the, on the low low. And they don't want nobody to know no where they went. You know what I mean? This well, is, yeah. Sorry. No, go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to convince people that we got the Bible wrong anyway. I mean, nobody that's a Christian wants to hear this. True. But from its inception, yep. we don't even have all of the Bible. Mm. We did a podcast, I think it was last year, mm. and we did it talking about stolen history. Yeah. And how in every culture, I don't care if it's Asian, I don't care if it's Native American, Black, African, Indigenous people, like, go anywhere. And all of these things that talked about women in power, which talked about our original ancestors and mm -hmm. those stories, yeah. have been so horribly distorted. Yeah. That you, I'm still trying to get people to even acknowledge that the Bible that we have is not a current, accurate, accurate interpretation. And I know people are going to say, it's the infallible word of God. Mm. Okay. Uh, and who wrote that? And who decided what was going in it? And, 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 you know. Why did I, they make the decision that that was going in it? That's it. That's it right there. Huh. I mean, and you have to look at the culture of the time. Like, without taking everything into consideration, mm. you're actually harming yourself. Because people get all caught up in their traditions and their worship and their Bibles. And it's just like you take a scripture out and it's supposed to apply to you in your heart where you are at that moment. Yeah, It's an individual relationship with force. But because we have organized it and pushed and pulled this thing together and put bits and pieces and slapped rules and regulations on everything, I don't even recognize what this is anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? If this is not an original thought, idea, I can't even say that most of it is God-centered because it's been so altered. Like I've said before, I think we got the whole Adam and Eve thing absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. You know, but then you want to look at the atheists and other communities, spiritual communities who talk about mother God or uh -huh. goddesses. And yeah. they're like, first of all, I can't even get past Genesis when it says <laughs> we make man in our image. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... And then you add in the scientific fact that there were humanoids who go back so many millions of years. Then you had Neanderthals, yeah. which go back so... You know what I mean? Like, you're not even to look at that from its inception. Never mind the fact that Genesis was compiled way after hmm. man died. <laughs> 
our life to reflect on the humanness of humanity. Yeah. And let us look at each other and say, you know what, whatever I've done in the past, moving forward, we're going to change up and do things differently. Yeah. Because in all reality, guess what? We're all black. Well, Miss Jane. We're, we're all <laughs> black. I think it would be the most wonderful thing in the world if we didn't have Big Brother in his eyes everywhere. <laughs> it's for every person to have a DNA test. Yeah. And make it public. That's what she said. Make it public. That's yeah. That's what she said. Because, yeah. Let, let everybody see you got that 0.5% African up in you. You know, I don't care if you're the palest, palest, red-headed, white folk ever. You're still black. You're still black. We're humans. We're humanoids. Homo sapiens. Like, race is something just like religion that was constructed in order to separate people and to create a, a hierarchy of person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like in the church, you got, oh, you got the bishops, and then you got the reverends, then you got the this and this, and then down at the bottom, you got the ministers. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this hierarchy stuff, it's time for us to really make some hard changes and thoughts. The time is now. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't want to feel another, have to go through another revolution for us to keep getting these things right. Let's just go on and throw away a bunch of this nonsense. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to um, have to continue to see this and live through this, and and you know your kids growing up in right. this and having to experience this because when you they say when you know better you do better, but right. I don't. I, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so because. We know better. Now they right. know. Now they know. There's no way you can say that we have not been experiencing this that you saw on the day that Mr. Floyd died. Mm -hmm. That's the cry that's been going on for years. And right. it was able to be ignored until that mm -hmm. day. Until that day, yeah. One thing T.D. Jake said is that he was a sacrifice. He was a sacrifice, but we have to make it sacred. How do we make his death sacred? Is by pursuing what's happening now. Make it right. Make it right. You can't sit up here and act like this stuff doesn't happen. And, and they're still out there killing us. They're still out there killing people. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I just—it's it, just—you know—the song of change will come. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we keep singing and marching, and you know, <laughs> I've heard over and over again how we've been marching since the fifties. Yeah. You know, and and. Progress has come so slowly. Yeah. And I'm like, once again, this catalyst of what happened, it's like, this is for everybody. It's for me, it's for you, it's for every 
man. Like, this catalyst is for everybody to self-reflect yeah. on our behaviors and the way we treat people and yeah. the way we view people. And, you know, it's supposed to mean something to you. Yeah. And I want people to, one, ask themselves, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? Mm. Because it's, I had one last thought, and this is, I was looking at one of the, you know, I'm a news junkie, so yeah. <laughs> I was watching one of the reports about the protest, and there's a white protester, a young woman out there, and she's reporting, I mean, the woman's doing her job, but in the back of my head, I was like, what are people willing to sacrifice? Because, see, we're so comfort, comfortable in our power structures. Right. That it's like, would you literally give up your job as a white reporter for a black person to have that opportunity? No. <laughs> you know, the NFL, it's like all these black players came out and was like, I am George Floyd, I am George Floyd, and had all this to say. And then here comes the head of the NFL, like, oh, we're sorry, our bad, we should, yeah. we should let people, you know, and it's like, but you would not have an NFL if it weren't for black players. Right. So, it's like, but what are the black players willing to give up? Kaepernick gave up his, his career. Yeah. Are you, you know, because it's when we, to me, when we get to that level of sacrificing ourselves, that we will make the government change and the power structure shift. Because these cops, as you can see, that some of them are still unwilling yeah. to abide by the rules. I mean, the man was shot just the other day. Right. You know, and it's just like, look, so what are we willing to give up? And I, I don't really like to quote Farrakhan. Mm. Um, I do listen to him, and a lot of what he says is very stirring. And I have a real problem with the Nation of Islam because of the way they treat the LGBT community and women. Yeah. Um, but he said something that, and then I'm just going to leave you with this. He said something that really struck me. And he said, if you are going about your day, and you see a police officer has someone on the side of the road, your brother or your sister, and you see that something bad is about to happen. He said, what are you going to do? He was like, are you willing to pull over your car, sacrifice your life in that moment to help someone else? Because that's what it's going to be. That, to me, that is like, unfortunately, what we've got to do. We've got to individually look at ourselves and say, what am I willing to give up for this cause? Because, you know, it's like that game board. All these people with their backs bent and, 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 the, and the big bureaucrats are playing on the table on our backs. Yeah. And it's like, if we stood up together, the game is over. But we got to do it together. Right. We must do it together without the infighting, without worrying about who's gay, who ain't. Like, we gotta do this thing together. And like what happened with Mr. Floyd, the disturbing part is we've been so conditioned in fear 
the woman who took the video, and I'm not blaming her at all. But if she were to try to intervene, cop pulls up, you know, hand on his pepper spray like he was going to attack her if she intervened. Yeah. And there was other people around screaming yeah, yeah. and yelling to help. And it's like we've all been so conditioned to be afraid and to, you know, and, and to be want to hang on to our own lives because our lives are precious too. Right. And we want to get home to our families too. Right. But we're not still yet willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. And we can all say what we would have done in that moment. I don't know what I would have done. Mm -hmm. I really don't. You don't know until you're there. Right. But it's something for us to think about is that when, you know, the marching is great, we're pushing for change, that's great. But on an individual basis, what are you willing to give up? For our white friends and family, you know, if you got businesses on the plaza, what are you willing to give up? The plaza has a history of racist involvement. Are you going to actually give up your business? I mean... Change? I mean, if you see... And I do this anyway. Anytime I, my partner and I are driving and we see a young black man with a police officer, we immediately slow down. You know, and we're keeping our eye out to see what's going to happen. And this was before Floyd happened. Yeah. You know? And so we immediately slow down. When I see young black people in the streets and... And I see a cop approaching them. I'm already, like, preparing myself for what's going to happen next. Right. Because, because I don't want to see another black person killed yeah. by the police. But we got to really start knuckling down. And it's just like, look, that the time for sacrifices is now. Mr. George Floyd did his. He gave his life so that we could have this moment. Now, we got to realize that we must stand together. We can't have this stupid infighting. We right. can't be worried about who's doing what, where. And I ain't even worried about the truckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. If we have to, you know, we need him too. We gotta stand together. We gotta do this together. Oh, I'm not gonna be talking. I mean, people are listening to Cardi B. I mean, bless their heart. Right. Right. People are listening to Cardi B. And listening to her, she doing, was doing interviews with Bernie Sanders because <laughs> she has a platform and what? she was using her platform. Right. And people still looking at, you know, Christians with the nose turned up. Well, she was a stripper and she was a this and she, don't worry about the package. Quit worrying about the package people come from because we all got crap in our package. Man, you know what I'm man. saying? On every single one of us. And there's no degradation of that. There's not like, well, my stuff's bad and your stuff because I don't do blah, blah, blah. No. Quit <laughs> worrying about that. Keep your eyes on the prize. The prize is we got to dismantle these systems. So, that's that. Off my soapbox. Alright, well. <laughs> yeah, um, my wife and I were discussing that. You know, everybody standing around watching uh, because we are conditioned. We we do have fear, and and um, when God said, you know, you there's a guy there who was talking to the cop and saying, "Look, dude, you're you're shutting him down. He's shutting down. Get off of him. Get off of him." And the cop 
was just, you know, do 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 do. Um, and the guy was being interviewed on CNN, and he just broke down. He uh-huh. broke down because he said, "I am a martial artist. I know what he was doing." When he said uh-huh. his stomach was hurting, his he's uh-huh. like his organs were shutting down. That's what was going on with him, and uh-huh. and he could barely get through the rest of the interview because he was so hurt and it's like to hear a conservative come on saying if you know if you wanted to help him then you should have helped him okay okay it's it's easy to sit in your high and mighty uh, representing all black folks conservative seat and say these things you know but none of us knows what we would have done because the black race as a whole have been running from the police since we were slaves we that's in our dna baby that's in our dna it ain't it ain't been a friendly i mean sometimes the blue line overrides the black line you see like the black cops in atlanta with the college boys so it ain't just about the race of the officer it's that blue line that mindset has to be changed just as those who sit in the church and judge those mindsets have to be changed and if you can't change the mindset you might as well cross it off your list cause they ain't coming you have to dance with the one that brought you Right. A lot of times these folks in the church ain't brought us nowhere. Now, it, mm-hmm. there was a time in the 60s where the churches was really in the 50s and 60s because they really didn't have uh, anywhere else to go with it. They didn't have the opportunity to ch- to, to preach prosperity gospel because right. all their people were hurting. So they had to yeah. address the hurts of their people. But once the right. people started integrating and you know moving up a little bit then we can move on with our gospel message uh Uh which was the gospel of prosperity Uh and that's that's the problem as the the pastor said we taught them what to think not how to think Uh Uh and that's the problem because i was listening to a very popular minister this morning and wasn't really trying to listen to him but he was on my tv and i was in another room and I was like, oh, you listening to that? My wife was like, no, nah, the remote's way over there. And I, <laughs> so, talking the same crap. Talking yeah. the same crap. God wants to bless you. Uh-uh. Come on, man. We, we, we got people in the street. Right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about the reality of what's happening. Yeah. I have always been that person. That the these the preaching was not touching what it needed to touch on. Right, right. That's why I got away from it. Because the preaching was milk. And ba- I needed a steak. Uh-huh. And they wasn't handling nothing but Similac. Uh-huh. So you got a bunch of baby Christians out here thinking that they somewhere else. Thinking that they eating steak. And their stomach ain't taking it. Uh-huh. Because when you are walking 
that walk that Jesus walked, you ain't got nothing to say about nobody. Right, right. So come on over here. That's that's all you got to say. And I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Not for us. Not for our community. Right. But our community has to stop the infighting as well. And that's a whole nother show. Right. <laughs> um, so I did look up the um, the murders of the trans community. Mm-hmm. So like in 2019, there was 26. So far this year, there's been 14. Mm-hmm. So, I would say to my trans brothers and sisters, just be careful. Yeah. Be careful out there. Because I don't know what's going on right now. But I do know this there's a lot of people out there, a lot of brothers, don't like you because they like you. And a lot of sisters don't like you because they men like you. You know? I gotta say this, and it's not appropriate, but I'm gonna say it anyway. My wife <laughs> had a song on this morning, and it was, uh, I F you more than, I, no, I F him more than you do. And it was a male singing that song. It was ratchet. But it was like, that's the problem right there. Right there. Until. Men, black men especially, feel okay enough to admit mm-hmm. who and what they are. Yeah. They're going to run into this. Because you can't, you know, attraction is attraction. Yeah. You're not going to be able to turn it off. Right. And those who do try to turn it off get in more trouble. Yep. Because you're going to run into something that, that piques your interest. And boy, it might be something that you don't want <laughs> You know, you, you just right. can't do it. And I've found quite often when you're trying to shut it down is when everything comes out of the woodwork. Well. Everything. Because I, I did it. And I'm going to tell you, everything was coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> That's just the way it is in life. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And it's better to admit to it. Get in your closet. Jesus said, get in your closet. Don't be doing all that all in front of people. That's why, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I get mad. I think I get mad because all these people call themselves Christians. You really need to be, what's the word, Polynesians? I don't know, but whatever. That's not who they're following. Right. Y'all following Paul. So get it right. Get it right. <laughs> And last thing I want to say. You know how you say sexuality is fluid, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus said he was living water, right? Right. We are made up mostly of water. Mm -hmm. We are fluid. Yeah. We flow. Yeah. Come on, Mm y'all. Y'all want us to be stagnant and solid and that's not who we are. We move through this planet. We move through this earth. We move. Everything about us moves. Even when we're sleeping, stuff is moving. <laughs> stuff is still moving. 
I don't know. I'm just like, um, the things that are obvious, scientifically proven, that can help you see, you don't want to look at that. You'd rather stay in the darkness, which is unfortunate for so many who think they're the light. And that's my last statement for today. Well, we said that. We said it. I hope that everybody listening um, would please like and share our podcast when we're posted and um, help us grow our audience. You know, I feel like so many times our listeners are of the LGBT community. Yeah. And so... We are often kind of preaching to the choir. Right, right. But we need the message to go where it needs to go. And um, so I just encourage everybody to please follow us on Facebook and other social media platforms, like and share, so that it can get to the people that need to hear it. (laughs) Please, please do so. And, um, yeah. Oh. And we need to have, um, well, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, your girl, MT, is throwing out books like a library. That's all I'm going to say. All right. (laughs) You have anything else to say before I shut it down? No, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, I am Spiritual Stud. And I am MG, baby. And we're out of here. Peace. Peace.